Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of We Should Have Recorded That with Phil and Adam. Hey Adam, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Phil. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, we're recording on a Friday and so, you know, it's it's the end of the week. It is. You <laughs> just got home from work. Yes, I did just get home from work. Yes. So, yeah, I actually worked from home today, as I frequently do on Fridays, but I'm going to work after we record this for spring retreat time with the choir. Mm -hmm. Which is fun. So we're like doing the reverse. You're going to work in the the evening. So, uh, yeah. So, um, as we do, as is our procedure, um, listeners, please like and subscribe and share. Um, If you're enjoying the conversations that we're having, um, we would love to hear from you. Um, Mm -hmm. Thank you again to Michelle for your comment. I hope you found our words and our suggestions helpful. Um, And maybe one day we'll get you back on here to talk about um, to talk about that. do we have any do you have any comments this week? I do not. I I did um have one kind of comment I saw my sister um who actually kind of uh, kind of gave us gave me some help on that episode. She she gave us some claps and <laughs> and, and she shared uh last week's episode. So thank you Astony is my sister's name. So thank you for for sharing and um for uh for uh commenting on the the video on youtube thank you awesome thank you yeah um so this week we 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 plan to be very brief this week because as adam says he has a retreat to get to after this and i i also have some other things to do (laughs) (laughs) dear audience we don't want you to think that you are second priority no not at all when it comes to the our day jobs for which we are actually remunerated right we we feel an obligation to to fulfill our duties that we're being paid for before we fulfill our (laughs) duties to you but we take our duties to you dear audience no less sacredly of course, of course, of course. I mean, if we would have recorded this on at our normal time, at our normal day, you know what? Maybe we could be we could be more relaxed. But since we didn't, <laughs> we're <laughs> on a time. This, like, yeah, twelve hours before it drops. <laughs> yes, yes. So, well, so what we wanted to do, um, we, we last week we had the conversation with Asia. Um, and we started talking kind of in depth about, um, being your authentic self, self, um, authenticity. And we just went, kind of wanted to continue that conversation. And so I guess I'll start and then, you know, we'll just see where it goes, you know, in the next 30 minutes. Um, you know, one of the things that I thought about when we kind of revisiting politics just a little bit, um, I remember us talking and I, and I said to you, Adam, if if there's one thing I, I I believe I I see in Donald Trump is that I believe he is being he's being authentic or he's being himself. I don't know mm-hmm. if I would call that authentic. 
I don't know if I would call that mm. healthy authenticity, but I think he's be like he is driven by, you know, his desires, you know, in the purest sense. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> well, I don't. I don't want to get bogged down too much in the yeah, yes, politics. That, that's but, not. I mean, yes, I think part of Donald Trump's appeal is this sense that he is authentic that um and i mean that makes sense to me um mm-hmm. like like n- <laughs> anyone who behaves so um what's the word i'm looking for phil <laughs> i i just i mean you know with Set with just self, self. I don't know self desire. <laughs> yeah, anyone who behaves in such a manner cannot possibly be putting up a facade, right? Mm-hmm. Like that has to just be who he is, rather mm-hmm. than some you know manicured version of himself appropriate for the national stage. Uh, so I think that was part of his appeal. Um, and so that begs the question then, like, what is more valuable for society? And this is not just a question the politicians need to ask themselves. This is a question we all need to ask ourselves. Mm-hmm. What is, how can we best contribute to society? A, being our authentic self, even if that is... <laughs> A bad person. <laughs> okay. Or B, putting on an act when we're outside of the house to cover up what a bad person we are. I don't know the answer to that question. All but, but I mean, other than the answer to that question is to become a truly and internally better person through Jesus yes. Christ. <laughs> yes. So, well, I mean, again, we don't want to get bogged down into the politics because we've done that for, you know, four episodes or whatever. We we had, a, we, you know, we had that moment. But for me, what um, it made me think about um, was <clears throat> how I, you know, um, how I, um, you know, change myself, um, uh, you know, alter, adapt, mm, as we mm-hmm. talked about last week. To be, I adapt myself to fit into society and the ways in which culture, um, maybe even family have said to me, you need to do X, Y, and Z to be, uh, to fit in versus, okay, these are things I value. Um, Mm. These are things that, these are ways of being that I think are important. And so I do them. Oh, um, I got a, I need to silence my phone. Hold on one second. (laughs) <laughs> we're trying something different <laughs> didn't think about every detail you get in a view of Phil <laughs> make sure that this view of you is the thumbnail on our video for this okay. week. <laughs> me reaching up for my camera uh, but um, yeah I mean Phil have you ever we talked last week with Asia about mm-hmm. how there is you know, the definition of code switching and um, 
how some people, regardless of race, do feel the need to code switch in different environments. Or as I put it, you know, I feel the need to interface Interface. differently. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you ever feel compelled to interface with and interface with any group of people differently uh, in such a way that it becomes inauthentic? Well, I think, yes. Um, I like when I, when I meet people for the first time, you definitely are probably not seeing all of who I am. Cause I, because one, I'm, mm-hmm. j- I'm more of an int- I think I'm more of an introverted person. I, I mm-hmm. feel like that's like, even though people who know me will probably say, no, you're not. But I think if you like, if if you don't know me, I, I you, Miss Matthew said this right that um, this is the most she's heard me talk, you know. But <laughs> it's, <laughs> but that like, but but I I kind of am like a very you know, like um, you know, and maybe that is some of the self consciousness that we've talked about before. That um, yeah, and so like that's what you know that's part of the stuff that I'm trying to the fears that I'm working through like of just being myself in a room. I don't mm. know, did that answer your question? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm curious if you, so, I mean, yes, it's true that, you know, you're not going to reveal all of, you know, the innermost mm. right. secrets of your heart upon first meeting someone. But does right. that make it inauthentic? Or does that just mean you're like socially adept? You know, I get, I guess if you're being, I think it, it comes, it'd be, I think it's more so a part of consciousness, you know, like if you're consciously, mm. um, you know, you know, observing the room and, you know, kind of like you're saying, I think that's not being inauthentic because yeah, you are, you're making a choice, but if you're not even conscious, if you're not conscious about it, then I think. Um, I don't even know. Maybe that's maybe that's not even really inauthenticity. Inauthenticity, but um, you just haven't really, you just haven't really um, just uh, thought about the fact that you don't have to be afraid in this room, or you mm. you find that safe place, or those people that you feel comfortable around. You know, yes. what do you think? Well, you know, I, I want to piggyback also on what you said about how uh, people may not know that you are an introvert based on how you interact with them. Mm-hmm. I, too, as you know, am an introvert. Mm-hmm. Um, I need my downtime, my alone time to recharge. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, but, 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 you know, I enjoy people a lot. And right. Um, I think I interact with people in a manner somewhat indistinguishable from that of an extrovert. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I don't feel inauthentic when I'm doing that. I just feel like this is society's expectation is that (laughs) I be friendly. And that that expectation has served me very well. I have made friends by being friendly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> instead of you know maybe like my innermost core is like don't make me go to a party don't make me talk to strangers like please get me out of this coffee hour <laughs> yeah I, I i i agree i agree with you um 
I I think I'm I th- I'm thinking about a specific coffee hour. You you mentioned coffee hours. I I think I I tend, you know, where we both attended church. I tend to to gravitate to the people that I've already established, you know, some relationships with. Oh yeah. Know. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> Those extroverts who can just like work a room. I don't. Oh, I mean, one, I am in awe of them because I could never do that. Two, mm-hmm. I like question their sanity because like when I observe <laughs> them doing it, I'm just like, that frightens me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I I mean I think we're asking good questions though like I th- and I the 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 back to the article um where we were kind of uh like the the article about developing your authentic self um you know asking the question you know is are are there some uh, is, is there some in um incompatible behavior between me being my authentic self versus adapting or you know showing a side of yourself for a given situation yes yes i remember phil um right before i moved to mississippi in 2015 Mm -hmm. um you know i i was just finishing up my phd Mm -hmm. uh, and that season of my life was really socially rewarding i i had a great group of friends um, you know, it's, it's an amazing thing to be surrounded by people who are doing exactly what you are at a high mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that was a really wonderful period of my life. But I was moving to rural Mississippi and having uh, lived in rural New York prior to my doctorate, I, you know, I knew that I, I knew I had a sense of what I was going to. It felt like I was going mm-hmm. back to that. And so I wanted to prepare myself for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for, for not, I wanted to make myself uh, as I wanted to avoid as there's here's I'm going to put it. I wanted to avoid <laughs> as much loneliness as possible. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I got a book. Uh, it was actually an audio book. Listen to it in the car called The Art of Mingling. Okay. And all I took away from that book was that the art of mingling is to lie your pants off. Wow. <laughs> you know, like, just, so many recommendations were, like, to lie, to come up with a story about your life that wasn't actually true but would be interesting at a party. Uh-huh. And I'm... So that is inauthentic. Yes. And I decided, after reading that book or listening to that audiobook, I decided, like... I would rather be lonely mm. than a liar. <laughs> well, yes, right. If society's expectations are that I just lie at a party constantly in order to like endear people to myself, mm-hmm. mm, not gonna happen. Um, yeah, but but you know, I with a few years distance on that, like I just think that's not true. Like you can be very uh, socially successful if there is such a thing Mm -hmm. and be your authentic self yeah i i i think so and i i think coming like the i felt more uh more that kind of worry when i when um coming from 
um, Mississippi to Rochester because in Mississippi I was um, I had Asia was in Jackson and so actually you know several times I would you know either stop and say hello mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. you know maybe stay longer um, and uh, I could go home you know it was a seven hour drive I think to Mobile be right. coming to Rochester New York was I get you could possibly do it in 24 hours but mm. you know that was a two-day drive right. yes yes it was a two-day sure. drive yeah oh um are there any other settings Phil where you feel compelled to be inauthentic well, the biggest one is the one that, that I do as a career, as a teacher, uh, being a music teacher. I, I think there is a, um, a risk to be inauthentic um, because, because, you know, because I guess you kind of wonder, um, you know, how your students will perceive you. And I think... And mm -hmm. I, I maybe I think I, I've had the opportunity to teach, you know, through student teaching and um, the observing in high school and elementary. And like, of course, students want you to be authentic. They want you to be yourself. Yes. yes. But you I mean, but the, I think the the mentality, the mindset is because I mean, they're people just like anybody else's people. Mm. Are they going to accept me? as me and um <laughs> it's it's weird to say but i i think but it's true I, yeah i think it's yes. true right i mean i i don't think i think most teachers are just like we're like everybody else mm -hmm. you you wonder are your students going to accept you and um i had to say thankfully like um um <clears throat> this week i was out several two days because i had very bad um allergy um, mm. interaction. Oh, oh no, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. I'm better now, but the the one thing, you know, that I found like uh one thing that I found out my students missed me, you know? That my mm -hmm. students miss the students yes. miss me. And um and so I think there is a temptation um to, you know, to wonder are your students I mean even are they can they really appreciate what you're trying to teach them? You know? Mhm. Yes. And I know you, I know you could tell us, you could talk about Oh, that. yeah, yeah. You know, the thing that I have found, especially, uh, and this was, this was true of me mm -hmm. as a younger teacher. This is true of my students who are now themselves young teachers. Um, they cannot distinguish in themselves between what is a teaching or teacher's persona Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. what is fake or inauthentic mm -hmm. and for mm -hmm. some of them they you know they and that's a line that's different for every individual person mm -hmm. you know um some people their teacher's persona is to walk into the classroom just bouncing off the walls <laughs> and that works for them mm -hmm. even though mm -hmm. when you meet them outside of the classroom they're like quiet mild-mannered you know, uh -huh. the kind of, you know, introverted, shy, whatever. Um, and, you know, that even that kind of disparity isn't necessarily inauthentic. inauthentic. Mm -hmm. it, it's simply that we interface differently with our students out of a desire to be effective and efficient mm -hmm. than, we, than we do with 
other people. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's inauthentic. Um, you know, if you find yourself facing burnout, mm-hmm. then you might need to rethink your teacher persona. Mm-hmm, uh, because mm-hmm. then, you know, because if you if, if the teaching exhausts you to such a degree that you are just being burnt out regularly, then it's probably that it's just requiring too much energy for you to be th- that different from who you naturally are. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, yeah, so those are my thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I think that those are really good, really good thoughts. I mean, you can, yeah, the whole, whole idea, of, I mean, we understand pacing, like, you know, <clears throat> maybe some days you can be, you well, you can have a, you can have an extended type of lesson, but it still moves in mm-hmm. this way where students don't don't get bored versus um you know versus going from one thing you know you we doing the ten mm-hmm. <laughs> we doing ten different yes. things yes so so yeah I you know um where can we go from here can you like can you think of any other places well you know I just want to you know again going off of teacher persona um I'll share with you and our audience that there was a period in my life um where I was, uh, I mean, probably clinically depressed, although I was not diagnosed. Uh, and I just, it was an incredibly, incredibly difficult period of my life personally. And I remember seeing a counselor who I had a pre-existing relationship with. I hadn't seen him in a while. And I just, you know, I called him up and I said, like, could I have an hour of your time again? Because I just, I need to talk through what's going on in my life. Mm -hmm. And I told him that I felt like such a fraud Mm -hmm. because um, I showed up to work every day and, you know, in my own way, was bouncing off the walls of the classroom Mm -hmm. and, you know, showed up to work every day and, enthusiastic about learning and teaching and and you know being there for my students and making music with them and I said to him I'm such a fraud because then you know like I wake up in the morning and I'm sad I go to work and I pretend to be happy and then I leave work and immediately I'm sad and I'm just such a fraud mm-hmm. and he said to me Adam no you're not a fraud you're a professional mm. And uh, that sticks with me. Um, mm. Praise God, I am not depressed right now. Um, but, you know, we all have days. We wake up and we're just like, <laughs> I want to sleep in today. Um, and I just remember that like showing up, doing the job I love, and... Um, and doing it to the best of my ability, despite whatever circumstances are going on in the rest of my life, that's never inauthentic. That's just being a professional. Yeah, yeah. I, <clears throat> I think I think that's yeah that's a great thought. I I want to move on because I want I want us to keep our brevity. But the one of the last places, and why why I thought it was um, kind of important for us to talk about this during Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Is because I think for me, being um, 
again, taking the cues from culture as a black man, I, I feel like there are some times where I diminish my personality or the features about myself to mm. be accepted. Um, you know, as a singer with uh, developing, using my voice, I, I have a big voice. I come from family, from a family uh. of people with big voices. And I, I'll tell this really quick. My granddad, he has one of the, he, on my mom's side, he has one of the most distinguishable lives in the world and we would mm. ride on the church on the the church bus we would be in the back and we could hear my granddad in the front laughing and and <laughs> so and so i get i get i i get all this loudness and the who yeah. i am I, it come it came honestly as they say and um and you know but sometimes i i've had to and like i said again even now just battling with myself about just being myself um versus what people what would be acceptable and uh mm-hmm. growing up even in the church when um maybe our sister could we could talk about this being to on asia even talked about this like being told by other black people you don't want to be like so and so out there you don't mm-hmm. want to be like those black people um we we talked about the politics of respectability and yeah. and and so, like I said, that that was probably that has probably been the biggest thing to try to overcome. Um, one understanding. So again, like being socially conscious, you know, conscious, like being, um, you know, having emotional IQ. Yeah, I don't. I I can't. Sometimes I can be loud, and maybe I need to, you know, bring my voice down. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, every time I feel like I do want to laugh, maybe I don't. But I, I, you know, I think there's a difference between doing it because you're caring about, you know, those around you versus doing it because you're afraid. Right, right. Of those around you. So. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. 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 I... You feel me? You feel me? I feel you. Yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, do we would, anything else you think of uh, that we may want to mention about authenticity or reflect on? Um, I guess just one final thought, um, and it has to do with how compartmentalization is a skill that serves us all very well. Mm-hmm. Um, like we as believers. We should strive for integration, right? Mm-hmm. Into, you know, we we want to be the same person on Sunday mornings that we are throughout the work week, that we are in our alone time, that we are when we're with friends. We don't, um, you, you know, like we want to we want to pursue sanctification to the point where we are who we are, and it, it you know, uh, anything that any ways that we choose to interface with people are not inauthentic. We're never required to be inauthentic. Um, I always think of a very simple example of this is um, people who in their personal life just, you know, curse like a sailor and then they have to show up to work and not curse. (laughs) And I'm just, you know, I am not someone who uses a great deal of profanity even, you know, when I 
could, but even when I'm in settings where I could. And I'm so glad of that because I couldn't imagine like flipping that switch. Like that's extra brain power. And my brain power is so limited already that I I couldn't devote extra brain power to like turning off my sailor's mouth when I'm at work. Um, So yeah, I think as believers, you know, who are called to tame our tongues, um, we want that to be an integrated part of our life, right? Our, our speech is salt and light no matter what context we're in. We want to seek integration. On the other hand, mm-hmm. at the same time, compartmentalization is a really important skill. Um, being able to put away the things that are going poorly in our personal lives when we get to work. Being able to put away the things that are going poorly in our work lives when we get home and Mm. need to interact with spouses, children, friends, housemates, whatever. Um, So, yeah, again, the ideal authenticity is a nuanced three-dimensional thing Mm. it's it's not as simple as like it's not as simple as to bring it full circle uh like just being a horrible person even when you're in public (laughs) (laughs) yes 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 i i think that's a great place for us to for us to end yeah yeah. All right. So shall we t- briefly talk about current events? Yes, we shall. All right. Phil, what's on your mind this week? Um, really quick. They, uh Dave Chappelle, he released a special um and um and it actually I thought it, I, mean, I was like this was really really cool. It's a, I wouldn't call it a David and Goliath type thing because I mean, Dave Chappelle is a pretty big comedian. I think most people know who Dave Chappelle is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, he, on a few special, on a few videos back, he he talked about how he he did this um, show that re- that went really um, big, that um, that made a made, had a lot of notoriety. But at the time, the deal he made, um, he he. He he gave the rights away. Um, oh, wow. He to that well in the contract he didn't have the mm-hmm. rights to the show, okay. and so the show was now was being played. I uh, was being streamed now, and he's getting no royalties from that show. And not only is the show not only did he create the show, but the show bears his family name. Wow, the Chappelle Show, and and yes. like he talks about how. Just how his granddad would just be, you know, chastising him about, you know, how he lo- how he doesn't have his family name. And so in that special, he asks, you know, uh, his supporters not to watch those videos because he because he um, he's not getting any money for those. And so on this on the the most recent one, he he comes and say that says and he thinks he thanks. People, I mean, I, I probably, I, I watched, I've watched some of those specials. He asked, um, so he thanks people for not watching them because now he does have the rights, um, to 
um, those to the to those show to the show now. He has the license back, mm. and mm-hmm. and so I just one of the things that I know kind of a comment on that is just the power of us um, working together. I think we we see that even with the whole um, uh, GameStop thing. Um, yeah. Right. You know, the the we this I this idea of of being coll- a collective and you know going working towards uh, a, a a similar goal. Um I think we we got to figure out, you know, as as um the small people, I guess, how we can do more of that. Mm-hmm. You know, do more of that to to affect positive change and and make this world a better place. So <laughs> that's that's my yes. thought. Right. Go ahead. Amen. Uh, I am not going to talk about current events this week. I'm choosing this week to make another of my recommendations. Okay. Um, and so we probably none of us needs another streaming service. Uh, but I am going to recommend <laughs> two shows on CBS All Access. Okay. Uh, I subscribed to cbs all access so i could watch these shows and then i canceled my subscription once i've gotten through them but they are terrific the first is star trek discovery Uh, the most recent season is spectacular Mm. um the all all three seasons have been great but this most recent season just made me think that this might be my favorite of all the star trek series wow Um, and yes i I'm a nerd. I know it. And um, and the other is The Good Fight, which is a sequel to The Good Wife, which was, uh, you know, a legal drama on CBS mm-hmm. back in the day. But now they're they're making a sequel uh, several seasons. I think there are four or five seasons of that. The Good Fight. Also really excellent. All right. Adam, why don't you... What did you learn this week? Um, You know, Phil, I... I appreciated very much you sharing how um, you have to tame some elements of your personality and were even told by other black people not, you know, to not behave in a certain way uh, in order to, you know, seek that respectability, whatever respectability is. Right, Um, yeah. And I'm just, I I grieve that that is true. I grieve that there isn't space. uh, Like there are, there are, I'm not negating anything we've said earlier in the episode about the need to interface differently with different people. But I just, I grieve that there are spaces in our society and far too many of them where you can't be loud (laughs) <laughs> to borrow your example <laughs> to borrow your example so thank you for sharing that and uh, well, I'll be thinking about it some more thank you thank you I, I mean I want to I, I really maybe we'll share some of the other articles that um, that at least I read about respectability um, politics or politics of respectability because I, I think it's it's um, maybe you'll realize maybe you'll see how either you um conduct yourself in this way or maybe even how you tell others to conduct mm. themselves in a way that um that may 
not serve their values, but it's for um, um, just to just to be accepted. And uh, yes. I think as we as we're saying, the nuance of walking that line is nuanced, but right. you know, trying to do that. Um, I think what what I learned because uh, you brought us back full, as you brought us back full circle. Um, yeah, is the tre- the the nuance of being your whole self, but also, I, and I think I would even say it goes back to loving your neighbor, loving mm. those that you're serving, whether it's your whether it's your um, colleagues or your um, customers or your students or your family, to say, okay, I'm not gonna take this to work, and I'm not gonna bring this home. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and right. So, so yeah, that that's great. Absolutely. Um, one bit of housekeeping before we go. Audience, strap in your seatbelt for next week's conversation. We have not yet recorded it, but we have Dr. Francis Fonza Smith joining us. Mm-hmm. Um, I am very excited for this conversation. Fran was a classmate of mine when I was doing my doctorate, and now she's like a total rock star in the world. Um, (laughs) Like, oh, she is just the most phenomenal human being. So make sure, dear audience, that you tune in next week. Well, yes, please. And I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to meeting her. So, yeah. All right. All right. Anything else for the good of the order, Phil? That's it. That's it. All right. Then I'll say bye for now. Adios. Adios.